Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Man, James Harden handed over a Rolex to Joel Embiid for winning the MVP. Just give me the cash you gave little baby. It's Canty and Carlin without Canty. In for Greedy today on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Bubba is here. Cam is here. We have got so much to cover. Lakers-Warriors game two coming up later tonight. Plenty around the arrival of Aaron Rodgers in New York. And what exactly are the New England Patriots? All of it is on the docket. Let's roll. Here we go! Only one place to start. Three-pointers good. 20 triples for the Celtics in game two as they blow out Philadelphia. The Boston Celtics knock off the Philadelphia 76ers, and they have tied this series at one. Well, they they absolutely had to have it. That was Kesty here on ESPN Radio last night. The great Mark Kestisher with the call as the Celtics blow the doors off the Sixers in Game 2. And if you listen to Jay Will on the show yesterday, you had a pretty good idea that that could happen. I did not listen to Jay Will, and I should have. And as a result, we head back to Philadelphia, tied at 1, even with Joel Embiid, on the floor. Now, there are a few things here to consider. Number one is the fact that Joel Embiid played in this game. Now, he hasn't played in two weeks. I, for the life of me, do not understand why we are talking about Joel Embiid should have sat last night out. It makes no sense whatsoever. And the reason is, it doesn't matter that they got blown out last night. If you haven't played in two weeks, you have to find your way back to being into basketball shape again and to getting acclimated back to the floor. That's why I'm not worried about just 15 points and three rebounds last night. Honestly, who cares? The Celtics were going to win that game last night no matter how you looked at it. It, They were going to be angry from what happened earlier in the week. For me... If you're Embiid, the most important thing is for him to get back on the floor and get acclimated to playing again. I get the idea that you want to save him and have him be as healthy as possible for the weekend. But this is not necessarily like what happened with Jimmy Butler. When we talked about the other night that Jimmy Butler should just basically... Uh, hop on a plane after game one and head back to Miami, That's that would have made all the sense of the world to be actually ended up staying, but he didn't play. That That needed to happen in a game two where you probably had a pretty good feeling that it was going to be similar with the Knicks. Without Butler on the court, the Knicks still barely won that game. Butler had just played. Embiid hasn't played. It is not the same thing. It is a situation where you have the MVP of the league with whom you are going absolutely nowhere without him. And so if that is the case, you need him to be at his best the rest of the way. And in this instance, it was in his best interest to get back on the floor because he's not going to be 100% for the rest of the playoffs just at at the best of what he can possibly be. And the additional rest at this juncture, 
I think all that does is make him rustier further into the series. Do you want him getting his legs under him in game three? I don't think you do. I don't think you want to push back that acclimation period. So Embiid being back on the floor last night, no problem with it whatsoever. Next, Joe Mazzulla. So the stories are flying around about how Joe Mazzulla was thoroughly outcoached in game one by Doc Rivers, and he was. And frankly, it would aggravate me if somebody said that I was outcoached by Doc Rivers. Doc has not exactly distinguished himself over the last several years, and that's why he's been on the hot seat. But last night, after the Celtics blow out the Philadelphia 76ers, Joe Mazzulla was asked about uh, just his team bouncing back postgame, and this was his last response or comment on the way out the door. Joe, what have the last 48 hours been like for your team? Angry, pissed. And did you like that? Did you like their yes. what was going on the last couple of days? Yes. Nobody wants to ask about all the adjustments we made from game one and game two? Nobody wants to ask about all the adjustments we made. In other words, nobody wants to talk about the fact that I didn't get out coached tonight. Dear God, you sound like a rookie, son. Take a seat. Joe Mazzula, get a clue. You should be freaking thrilled that you were drawing the attention the last couple of days and not the crummy performance of your team in game one. You should be happy about all of that. Don't be opening your mouth after the fact and saying, oh, you guys didn't pay attention to any of the adjustments I made? Okay, God's gift to coaching. Let's settle down. You just got here. You just got here. And you got your ass kicked in game one, if we're being frank about it. That's what happened. So now Joe Mazzula wants to come and tell us, oh, hey, what about all the dynamite adjustments we made? We shut down James Harden. Yeah, he went for 45 game one, and he was the only guy on the court. You knew Embiid wasn't playing. So once you found that out, don't you think you could have changed your plan of attack in game one? Don't you think that maybe it would have been better to, I don't know, double the only offensive threat or the best offensive threat on the floor with the MVP out in game one. And now, because Harden's missing shots last night, you want to take bows. Oh, my God. Get a clue, dude. Get a clue. This was not about you and about how good of a coach you are. You got your contract extension midseason. Let's call it what it is. You lucked into this job and through, through not the dumb actions of Ime Adoka, you would not have been the head coach of the Celtics. You might have been somewhere else. They didn't want to let you go. They feel that good about you. But it's entirely too early for you to be getting sensitive about your coaching style. If you're a real NBA coach, you understand that the last few days, all of that attention being focused on you is a good thing. It's a good thing takes the pressure off your team. It takes the pressure off the fact that they haven't played well. It takes the pressure off the fact that if we're being real about it, you're in some trouble. You're in some trouble. The Sixers could lose last night, no harm, no foul. They've already done their job. Now they go home, they get Embiid acclimated into playing again, and now you get a chance to get right for them. 
where home court is frankly a pretty big advantage. Dear God, Joe Missoula, a clue. Number three, if you're a Celtics fan and you're pointing to the fact that Jason Tatum hasn't played that good and you're 1-1 in the series, good for you. That, that's awesome. You, you should be so happy. Jason Tatum's not playing well. And that's going to be a problem for you. If you're, if you're going to sit there and wait for him to go and, and start to go off and you're going to be all the better for it, all right, yeah, I get you being encouraged by that. I don't think one has to do with the other at all. And I think Jason Tatum at this point has to improve how he's playing no matter what the outcome last night was. So Tatum putting up the, well, not putting up the numbers that he is at the moment, don't look at that as a bonus while we got out of there with a win at this point, and he'll he'll bounce back. He hasn't been good really since early in game one, if we're being real about it. I mean, he hasn't. I mean, for Pete's sake, last night you, you didn't have to play him very much because of the nature of the second half, and especially the third quarter. One for seven? One for seven. Oh, for three? Seven points? That's not what Jason Tatum is. And maybe, just maybe you saw how important Jalen Brown is to the future of the Celtics last night. You should be hopeful that Jalen Brown makes All-NBA so that he can get a Supermax and much more money, much, much more money from the Celtics than from anybody else. At least then you have a year to try to make him happier in the scenario. I'm not taking anything away from Tatum as a player. He's been bad so far. I'd be a little bit concerned by that because I don't think the Celtics are in a good situation overall in this series, and you have a hungrier 76ers team. The Celtics look disjointed at times. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. When it comes to scoring great hires for your business, you may be up against a few obstacles, especially right now. That's why you need ZipRecruiter on your team. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Can You as a 76ers fan, coming out of the first two games of the series, I just want to bring you in on this to get your take about how you are feeling overall about this scenario. Are you worried that Tatum has not played his best and you're only 1-1? Or are you worried that, uh, are you happy that now Embiid is back, he has played, and you're going back home? Uh, I think it was the right move to play Embiid in Game 2. I said if he was healthy that he should play. I think you're right that he knocked the rust off and you know he did it without sitting on the bench, which is what people were saying he should do. Wait, you know, get, come back in Game 3, you'll be at your best. I'm a little concerned about the inconsistency, and obviously he deferred to Embiid uh, with Harden shooting so poorly in Game 2. Which Harden you're getting in Game 3 I think determines – uh, who wins the series? Because I do think Embiid will get back. Maybe not to 100%, 52 points against the Celtics in the regular season Embiid, but I think he'll get his, and if Harden can be consistent, then uh, then I feel good. But we'll see. You never know with these second-round series with the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, if Embiid is 30-plus, I think you're going to be fine. Bubba, you're watching the Celtics. Are you concerned at all with where the Celtics are right now? Well, the thing, I, I'm actually just 
want to know, can we actually just find out what Joe Mazzulla's adjustments were? I'm actually curious yeah. now. After he mentioned that, I'm actually he stormed <laughs> off, and we actually never found out. <laughs> he literally just walked off the podium. So I'm actually curious what his adjustments were. He's got me interested now. Did so he hide James I want him Harden's- to go back on the podium and tell us. <laughs> What were these adjustments? He's got me hooked. Did you make sure that uh, one of the clubhouse attendants in the in the locker room on the other side hid James Harden's contacts? Maybe maybe that's one of them. I mean, who knows? Maybe I want. We got. I next. I hope after the next game they open with that question. Oh my! What were your God. adjustments? Oh, I forgot it was Red Auerbeck in the new incarnation there in Boston last night. They don't call him Red Missoula for nothing. Apparently. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, as you heard, Cam and Bubba are here. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Up next, we get into the NFL. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL insider, will join us in just moments. And she will answer the question, what are the New England Patriots? And, dear Diana... It comes back today. You need advice. You know you do. We've all got problems. So the question to you is, what are you going to do about it? What you're going to do is send your question on Twitter to hashtag Dear Diana with two N's, and we're going to ask Diana, and she's going to solve her problems for you. Your problems for you. Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. You got all your problems solved. Dear Diana, coming up in just moments. Diana Rossini joining us in 30 seconds. What if a quarterback completed four out of five of his passes or a point guard hit four out of five shots behind the arc? Well, now when you're hiring... You can play at that level because four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter's matching technology identifies people with the right skills and experience and invites them to apply to your job. To try ZipRecruiter for free, our listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Cam and Bubba are here. Diana Rossini is here as well. 
ESPN NFL reporter, Diana. We appreciate the time. Uh, First things first, how alarming is it to hear that Sauce Gardner has no idea who Jessica Alba is? So it didn't alarm me as much as it made me realize that we're all very old because I grew up wanting to look like Jessica Alba, right? Like that was the goal. I remember buying the same bathing suit she wore when she was on the cover of Maxim. Like basically I did everything to try to look like her and failed uh, miserably as we've all seen me on television. Um, But she was just what you wanted to look like. Um, at least for, for women my age. Um, so the fact that South Gunner even didn't even know of her, like this, Jessica Alba was a big deal, yeah. a really big deal when I was growing up. Look, was she like some like an incredible actress? No, but she was known for being really sweet and obviously stunningly beautiful. Um, and now in, in a new chapter of my life as, as a mother, she is a billionaire uh, I think she's a billionaire businesswoman because she is the owner of the Honest label, which um, is like an all-natural um, company that that I use for my children's diapers. So that's how I know her. So she she she's really been haunting me. She's who I want to be, Craig. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> and Josh Gardner, yeah. My love for her is way deeper than I realized. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely shook me, and, and I'm sure it shook Aaron Rodgers. Like. Okay, and here's what I, I wish someone asked Sauce Gardner this afterwards. Well, what'd you think? You know, because at, you know, 42 years old, she, she still looks tremendous. I, I mean, she, she's stunning, but it's, it's alarming to me that he wouldn't. I mean, all right, you're right. It's, all it is is just making me feel old, but I do think. That's that, what it is. It's just, it, we, we don't, we, Sauce Gardner is on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like, he's not watching Honey. He, he's. <laughs> The women that I'm sure he finds to be beautiful are, you know, it's like Alex Earl, who I know you have no idea who that is because you are not on TikTok. TikTok, but she is the biggest thing. A New Jersey girl, let's go. Um, but she's the biggest thing on, on, on social media right now. So I'm sure that that's a little bit more his lane versus, you know, 1996 actresses that we all watched. Uh, okay, A, I am on TikTok. B, you know, maybe you need to check that out. And C, I found out yesterday who she was because she was going on the Howard Stern show. That's it. That's the only reason I, I know who she is. I, you know, it's <laughs> funny. I saw that clip too. And and as soon as I saw that, look, there's been a million reasons why I feel like she's made it. Uh, but when I saw that Howard Stern cared enough, um, I also think every single person is, is smart enough to realize that um, she has quite the reach. And if you bring her on, you're going to get a lot of followers. And I'm sure Seth Gardner is one of them. <laughs> Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter with us. Okay. Um, what do you expect to hear today from Lamar Jackson? He's going to speak at 1230 Eastern. I can't wait. I usually don't really care about these type of press conferences. It's celebratory. And don't get me wrong. I'd love to see a player happy and paid and probably one of their best moments in their life. Um, that's all cool, but usually they all say the same thing. I'm interested to see what Lamar's going to get into. Um, how much of the negotiation is he going to reveal? Uh, is he going to take shots at the media for maybe inaccurate reporting or reporting that was, was spot on? Um, 
you know, I, I think we all know his passion for being a Baltimore Raven. He's always been really great about that and, and shared numerous times that he never wanted to go anywhere else. Um, so I, I'm more interested in the drama of the deal and, and what it was like to represent himself and what he felt um, was the biggest challenge going through this, knowing that he wanted a certain number and, and when he decided, okay, I need to move off that. This is where I need to come to an agreement with, with this organization if I want to be happy and, I have, and, and have a job. Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, Will Levis. Break it down. How is this going to play out in Tennessee? Well, deja vu, says Ryan Tannehill, right? Because last year we saw the Titans trade up with the Raiders to get Malik Willis when John Robinson was the general manager. Now Rand Carthon's running the show down there. And, you know, the Titans move up in the second round. They trade with Arizona. And, you know, I don't truly believe at this point that this organization thinks that Will Levis is coming in and going to become the starter. Um, in fact, head coach Mike Vrabel was very open with the media saying that Ryan Tannehill is the starter, and it's going to go Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, and then Will Levis. But um, based on what we saw from Malik Willis, you know, I, I do think Will Levis has a, a good shot at coming in here and beating Malik out. And who knows? Maybe, maybe he could step in here and, and learn this system real quick. You know, this is a guy who was playing in a pro-style offense for two seasons at Kentucky. He's got a, at least a grasp of what they can do here or would do there in Nashville, um, you know, th- there's a chance. But I know for right now, the attitude is Ryan's the guy, and, and we'll go from there. Dinah Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter with us. Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. The NBA playoffs on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. The Warriors host the Lakers. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage at 8.30 Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is kind of an existential question. What are the New England Patriots, Diana? Building and building, which is so weird to say that. Uh, mm. it's, it's very, I, are you like listening to my phone conversations in the morning, by the way? <laughs> I was talking to a colleague who randomly was like, hey, I'm doing a piece on the Patriots. What do you think of them right now? It's so funny that you bring that up because I started to believe, uh, look, to, the draft is always so weird coming off the draft because we don't really truly know how teams did. I like to think, though, that based on the research, the work, and the, the, the conversations I've had over the last few months about the draft, that the New England Patriots did well. Uh, I just don't know if they understand their identity as well as they have in the past because we've seen just so much change every turnover every year from the coaching staff to the players, what I thought they would be versus what they are. Um, I think, you know, I'm still going to sit on, I'm really surprised they didn't take a tight end in such a strong um, tight end heavy class that we just saw. And they didn't even go that route. A team that we've seen, you know, historically value that position. Um, So look, I love these stories that are coming out about Bill wanting to screw over the Jets and drafting it with that in mind and making the decisions based on that. And who knows if that's really true, um, but we know how much he hates the Jets. And, and you got to figure he's watching this closely with, you know, you know he doesn't like Aaron Rodgers in his division. Um, but I, I wouldn't say that the New England Patriots are going to be significantly better this season. I don't have that confidence just yet, Chris. Dino, we've talked so much about how the, the Eagles are far and away the best team in the NFC. Have the Giants this offseason 
when many of us would have just expected, you know, after a, a really positive first year under Brian Dable that they would take a, a step back? Have they actually gotten better? Yeah, they, they're really – they're one of those teams that have, I think, fans and even people around the league giving them the benefit of the doubt because we saw them look after a first season. Things fell their way really well. And Dable, look, let's give him some credit. He was the coach of the year. Um, he transformed Daniel Jones into a much better quarterback. I, I, I'm, I still don't believe, though – that they're going to be a team that can challenge the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're just there's such a significant difference in this roster and 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 the quarterback position as as good as Daniel Jones has improved, he's not Jalen Hurts. And well, it's again, Giants, Giants fans I think can be psyched about the improvements. I still don't think they're going to be that great though. Which I, I gosh, I really want to spend one off season the way I'm talking about the Jets, which is having so much more confidence in what they're going to put out this season compared to last. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter. In addition, she solves your life problem. She's our life coach. Dear Diana, she's your life coach. I think she should go with her initial instinct, which is, I'm going to avoid this. Hop on Bumble. Go find some other love somewhere else. (laughs) It's time for Dear Diana with our life coach, Diana Rossini. Tweet your questions using the hashtag Dear Diana. I'm ready to go. And so we delve into it once again, Diana. Dear Diana, Anthony Brander checking in. Getting married this year. Fiance wants to do full wedding pictures ahead of time. I want to be more traditional where the first time I see her is when she walks down the aisle. What do we do? Ooh, that is a tough one. I am way more of a traditional type person when it comes to that I think the way he can sell it to his wife if he really wants to win this battle is whether women admit this or not we all want the same reaction when we're walking down the aisle and we want to break our groom down we want to see tears we all see it on social media we want our groom to cry right in that moment you're not going to get the crying and the tears in a photo session before you're going to get happy excitement. You're not going to get the emotion of walking down that aisle, whether it's at a church or, or, or just a venue, the drama that comes with those moments, those steps that you are taking is going to overwhelm your groom. And those are the best photos you're going to get rather than some staged shot. But they're, they're pretty, they're not great though. And here's the thing, you're always going to get those pictures anyway after the ceremony. So keep the surprise and wait for that actual moment when you're walking down the aisle. So, Andrew, I'm on team groom in this scenario, and I think that's how you sell it best. You want the true, organic, authentic emotion. Outstanding. Outstanding. We are short on time this week, so we will get to more oh, next week. No. I apologize. I'm sorry. We, we do not have time for another one, but we will get to them more next week. In fact, we'll probably just scrap all the NFL stuff and go right to it next week. I think that's probably the yeah. good plan. Who, need, who, needs, who needs football this time of year? Let's take a break. <laughs> Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter. It is Canty and Carlin. Minus Canty today in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. You can watch Greeny as well on the ESPN app. Just click watch, look for Greeny, and enjoy. So... 
at the beginning there, Sauce Gardner was at the Knicks game the other night with Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers pointed out, hey, we're sitting next to uh, Jessica Alba, and he did not recognize her in the least. So this morning, I asked Cam, who is 25 years old, do you know who Jessica Alba is? Your response was what? It was, yes, I know who she is, and if someone pointed at her or showed me a picture of her and said, oh, that's Jessica Alba, I would be like, oh, she was in a bunch of movies in like the early 2000s, she's a successful businesswoman, I know who she is, I know of her. But you would not recognize if her some, if you saw her. Right. If someone pointed at her, showed me a picture and was like, who is this? I don't know if I would be able to say it right off the bat, I'm not going to lie. I know who, at least who she is, where it sounds like Sauce had no idea who she was, but I don't know if I could recognize her you know, point blank without... Uh, any uh, research or anything like Bubba, that. Bubba, are, are there celebrities that it is acceptable to not recognize when you see them? Because I think this one is just strictly an age thing. Right, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I definitely know who she is because she's only a couple years older than me, so I grew up, like, like Diana, we're a similar age, and, and I knew exactly who she was. Um I don't know if it's acceptable, but I pretty much don't know anyone who's anyone young. Yeah, like, Bubba's scrolling through a list today. He's like, who's Dodge a Cat? Who's Dua Lipa? <laughs> Dodge a Cat? I didn't say Even it I like know that. who Doja Cat He is. did say Dua Lipa, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, anyone these I don't know. I don't know half these younger people, so I don't know if it's acceptable or not. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it kind of go. But, you know, uh, Sauce Gardner doesn't know someone older. I, I would know older people. I just don't know younger people, so I don't know what. So where is it acceptable? Should you should you know people older than you, and not know people younger than you? Uh, where 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 is it acceptable to know? I think it's acceptable to know when they are a level of celebrity that might be a character actor or somebody that you know a, a good a, a, a name that you would know, but you you may not recognize them. And I actually I've got a list that of the acceptable celebrities, it's okay to not recognize. We will get to that in just a bit. I will welcome your input on this as we work on this list. It's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. When it comes to scoring great hires for your business, you may be up against a few obstacles, especially right now. That's why you need ZipRecruiter on your team. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology hustles for you to find people with the right skills and experience for your job and invites them to apply. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day so win the hiring game with ZipRecruiter go to ZipRecruiter for free go to ZipRecruiter.com slash greenie ZipRecruiter.com slash greenie ZipRecruiter the smartest way to hire up next nothing is changing for the Yankees and the sooner that you all accept that the better off you're going to be we'll explain in moments Carlin and for Greeny on ESPN radio and Sirius XM channel 80. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. And there it is. A big- 
base hit for Trevino, and the Yankees win it in walk-off fashion. Cabrera scores. Trevino off the bench with a pinch hit game-winning single, and the Yankees win 4-3. to That's Michael Kay on Amazon Prime last night. Yankees beat the Guardians 4-3 in 10. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Make sure your family is well taken care of with life insurance. Protect your phones, laptops, and more with electronic device insurance. And cover your furry friends with pet health insurance. Top of the hour. In just 15 minutes, Vince Carter will join us to break down the Lakers and the Warriors tonight. And if the Celtics should truly be worried that Jason Tatum hasn't played that well. By the way, I had a guy uh, tweeting at me during the break. He hasn't played well. He had 39 in the first game. Yeah, How many of them came in the first quarter? It didn't exactly go great after that. It's not all about what those numbers ended up being. But, you know, the Yankees... Um, it's something we haven't spent a ton of time talking about lately, but uh, something yesterday certainly caught my attention. I'm sorry, what? What? what, what? I'm sorry, what? what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? We all know the Tampa Rays have gotten out to a ridiculous start. The Orioles are at 20 and 10. Uh, and then you've got the rest of the division who are a few games over 500. The Yankees are just 17 and 15. And as is the case, Yankee fans are frustrated. So Brian Cashman, and I'll hand it to him for this. When things are not going well, he does come out and speak and face the cameras. You know, I would say it's got to be a relatively extended period for that to be the case. But he doesn't hide. He doesn't, you know, just not do any interviews or anything at all. He showed up yesterday. This was Brian Cashman talking to the media. In the position we're in, we're going to be thankful that it's a long season because we're banged up so bad right now. If it was a short season, we'd be taken out. But we have time to make up ground, and we're going to compete with who we have here, and we look forward to getting who we need back You know, at a later date. Don't give up on us. That's all I can tell you. Don't count us out. Don't give up on us. Uh, we got a, a good group of people, player-wise, staff-wise, Support staff-wise, it's a championship caliber uh, operation from that perspective. But we're not currently flying at the level that you know we would have expected because we're missing some really important pieces, which I think anybody would acknowledge. But in the meantime, it's also part of it, and you got to withstand it. Okay. Well, first of all, you know, staff-wise, support staff-wise, I'm sure you have great people. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm sure they're great people. Number two, it is entirely too early to get Ben out of shape about this as a Yankee fan. And I get that the Rays are 25-6, and and the Yankees are not playing well, and they've got injuries all over the place. And those injuries continue to happen year after year. But what else continues to happen? Water seeks its level, okay? The Yankees, I'm not here to tell you they're going to be fine, but I'm not going to jump off a cliff here because we're 32 games into the year. It's 20% of the season and they're only 17 and 15. There is entirely too much time. I don't even look at the standings before Memorial Day, and then you start to figure out exactly what you are. I don't think you know what you are until about halfway through the season, and even still, things can happen after that. But I will say this. I have heard a cacophony of fans over the years scream and yell, about Brian Cashman. And to be fair, I've been one of them. Not that I was a fan, but I have 
always been very hard on Cashman because I think it's been a free pass for a long time. There was a certain level at which the Yankees were accustomed to performing, and that level was about championships. It's no longer about that. He successfully moved the bar years ago once George Steinbrenner died. He moved the bar as to how the Yankees were going to be judged. We are no longer going to apply the level of pressure on our people that was applied before to win. Okay. I understand the idea of let's win as many games as we can, get to the playoffs, and let's see what happens. But that lack of pressure has really done nothing more than to force postseason mediocrity. That, that's what has come out of it. So at some point, you have to look at what it is and change it. But I got news for you. Guys, there's no need to scream and yell about Cashman and Hal and any of that. There's no need. We've done that. I've, I did that for a few years. But I stopped when I realized nothing's changing. Nothing is changing. Brian Cashman's never done a great job at judging pitching. He's never been good at that. And while you can talk about the fact that he could go somewhere else and have a job in a minute, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the least. What's happening here? Nothing. He just got a four-year extension. He is the fifth Steinbrenner. That family is exceptionally comfortable with Cashman as being their GM, and there is zero pressure to win at a championship level. There is pressure to win at a level that will maintain the money coming in from the fan base. That's where the pressure is. So for everybody that wants to scream and yell about it, guys, I was with you. Like, you're wasting your breath. And frankly, if you think something's going to change this because you're yelling now, no, no. The pressure does not exist anymore for him. He has been the GM For 25 years, quite literally, if that was going to change, it would have by now. It's not. And in fact, it's getting extended out to basically 30 years. Because the family is comfortable with him. And as long as the Yankees are winning enough to get to the postseason, they're fine with it. Because that means the stands are going to be filled. That means people are going to be buying all the merchandise That means people are going to be watching on TV. The Yankees are still one of the rare teams left in baseball that is not getting hit by the regional sports network mess. All across the board, the Yankees are not changing a thing. So if you're expecting that, dude, stop wasting your breath. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.